0: Let's pray for Virgil when we pray praying. Father, thank you this morning that we have the privilege to look in the Word of God and how precious it is. And Father, I pray that your perfect will might be performed in our heart today. Lord, we've been looking forward to getting into this Scripture and looking at it today, all these Scriptures. And I pray you'll bring us close to you in the knowledge of our Savior that, Father, your name might be exalted high. Lord, we decrease that you would increase today. Bless these people that are here. Give us what we certainly need today out of the Word of God. Dig it deep for us. And God, may we get the truth and get where we need to be that your will might be performed. We'll thank you for it. Touch hearts and lives. And God, we walk out of here and say it's been good to be in here. May the Spirit of God watch over us, lead us, direct us, and guide us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we'll take our Bible, please, this morning to the book of Luke. And we're going to go to the book of Luke, chapter 21. And we'll read one verse of Scripture, and then we'll back up on it. And we're going to verse number 24. I told you what our study today is violence in the time of the Gentile. But the thing is, lots of people don't know what the time of the Gentile is. I'm going to give you some things about it. And uh, we got some of it so confused. Now this is in the days of Christ, before He's crucified... He's talking to the Jews. He's dealing with the Jews. And in chapter number 21, verse 24, this is said, And they shall fall by the edge of the sword. We're talking about violence. So you see the sword's important. And shall be led away captive into all nations. Do you see this? He's talking to the Jew. They're going to be led into all nations. That hasn't happened as of yet. they did at one time. Is scattered all over. But then, this is not talking about the regathering in 1948. He said, Captive into all nations, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles. And he's going to tell you when. And how long. Until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Does anybody want to jump on that and tell me what the times of the Gentiles are and when they will be fulfilled? That's a lot of things. There's a lot of clouded issues in people's minds. There is a time of the Gentiles. Now, I'm going to turn to another verse of Scripture. We're going to come back to this place. So hold your place there this morning. I'll prove to you uh, what I'm fixing to teach on this. and We're coming back to it to show you. So let's go, please, to the book of Romans. And uh, let's look at chapter 11 of the book of Romans. Now you remember what I just said uh, in Luke that was when Jesus was talking to his disciples that's what he's talking to we'll, we'll clarify that in a minute. Romans chapter 10 and verse number uh, ch- chapter 11 and verse number 25 and here's what it reads in eleven twenty-five. Remember this is Paul of the, uh, the uh, the church is in play. God is blessing the church. And Paul is giving us uh, the things about the Gentiles and the Jews. And the church is made up of Jews and Gentiles. You do believe that, don't you? The church is made up of Jews and Gentiles. You said, what about, uh, well, there's nothing but Jews, Gentiles, in the church. So I'm talking about what is in the church, Jews and Gentiles. Church is not just made of Gentiles. It's made of Jews and Gentiles. So the Jews rejected the Lord Christ and the Gentiles mainly are in the order of, you know, today and Gentiles and Jews get saved. But mainly God's dealing with the Gentile right now. Well, He's dealing with both of them in salvation, but mainly to the Gentiles. You know, we've been grafted in. We haven't taken the Jews' place. No, sir, we haven't taken the Jews' place. He's an entity by himself. And so we just got grafted in. We have been adopted, if you would. I'm not going to get into the doctrine of adoption. But as we look in the Scriptures, he says in verse 25, Romans 11, For I would not, brethren, he's talking to the saints of God, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery. This is a mystery. Lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, That blindness in part is happened to Israel and then it's going to tell you how long it's going to be that way. Until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. In other words, until the Gentile uh, rule on the earth is complete. Now the Gentiles are ruling and we will look at it from the Word of God. I'll show you where that began in just a little bit and I pray that the Lord might help you. Now let's go back to the book of Luke, and let's go back to the 21st chapter of the book of Luke. And what I'm trying to show you is what God is telling us and teaching us out of the New Testament. And I'll be mainly dealing today with the book of Matthew, even though we're not there now. But let's go back to Luke chapter 21, and we'll look at verse 20. And we're going to see these things. He said, And when ye shall see Jerusalem, we all know where that's at. It's a holy land. Compass with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Two things out of that verse, or three things out of that verse, that I want you to see. Number one is when the armies are encamped around Jerusalem. compassed with the armies. When, and they're beginning to be done that way now, but we are seeing all those nations are trying to destroy Israel. They do. Uh, every country in the world just about is against Israel to the place they'd like to annihilate them. We're not completely there yet, but we're headed that way. There's a lot of nations right now, they death to Israel, death to Israel. Same thing, they're crying about America, death to America. reason they don't like us because we love the Jew. And uh, that's not necessarily uh, the real reason. God's got all, everything in plan, and it's going to work that way. And God does have control. When I say He don't have control... Like I did a while ago, I'm saying he don't have control in the affairs of men on the earth because they're ruled by the God of this age. God has control of the sun. It comes up every morning and sits every evening. The devil nor all the imps in hell can not stop that. Right? God does have control of the seasons. And everybody says, in the last days you're not gonna know the difference in the seasons. It's not there. Amen. Because he says in Genesis. Uh, you, from from now on, you're going to have the seasons. Tells us that, and miss somebody's misconstruing it, telling it wrong when they're saying it's not. God's got in control of that. The stars come up every day. The moon comes up every day. Things, uh, you know, in the system. Uh, and Of course, I know what they're trying to say in the world is that we're going to have bad weather and everything else. And we are. We I'm going to show you some stuff. It's going to happen. It's all in the mind of God. God's in control of of that and what I'm telling you. But as far as God can complete control today, name me a nation right now that is is full of Christianity and a and a real Godful or a real God nation. Where is Christianity? What what rules in India? What rules in China? What rules in other countries? Name me one country that is following the word of God, not even Israel. America ain't. There's people in America that do. Don't misconstrue anything I'm saying. Uh, I say these things and then people said, well, I Well, I know you do. I do too and a lot of that stuff. But in the subject I'm teaching today, I'm telling you God don't have control of the souls of men in this way. Well, he's got control of my soul, preacher. He said he's going to keep me until the day of redemption. I said amen. I'm not talking about that. God gives salvation. And God keeps us saved. Right? It certainly ain't the devil. It's God. So he's in control of my soul. But God's only in control of what I let him have control of. And I give him my soul. So he's, he's got control of that. My hands are off my soul. I couldn't get lost if I tried. You can't either. Clinging to the blood of Christ. You can't go to hell. The blood's been applied, So I said, "Oh, well, well, study it any way you want to. But now I go on. He said, "And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, uh, I, I keep note on the on news on, on Israel, and I see sometimes now that it's having problems, and uh, we've got a lot of this stuff that uh, you know we see it, and I pray that God might show me these two, but these nations rising against Israel. But not to the fact that they're going to. One of these days is going to be tough. We'll see that when we get going. He said that that's what's going to happen. The armies are going to encompass or compass Israel. Then, secondly, then know that the desolation, when they do start coming around Israel, then you're going to see the desolation. What is that? That's when the temple's built. And the devil is going to put in an image in that temple for those Jews to worship. And they're going to recognize that this is not the Son of God. It's the Antichrist. That's when it's going to happen. When? It's going to happen after the armies are encamped and encompassed around Jerusalem. That hasn't happened yet. So let's not get to that part yet. He's not there. Let's not worry about it. Let's not be concerned about it. Uh, we ain't got but one thing to be worried about any concerned about anyhow. And we'll get to that before this lesson's over today. He said, then know that the desolation thereof is second or third nigh. What's that mean? I mean it's ha- fixing to happen. After it comes nigh, you can't change it. God has all this recorded in the book. You know why God can't change that now? His word is true. It's not that people are so mean. and It's just God knows they're not going not to repent and they're living that way now and God ain't going to do nothing for us until we get ready for Him to do something for our lives. God wants to bless me. God wants to bless you. God wants to build our church. God wants to build up Christianity. God wants us to live holy, dedicated, consecrated life and nothing but that will please God. That's not popular, but that's what, where we're at. Now, let's just kind of look at this. Verse 21 said, Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out. In other words, if you're in Jerusalem, uh, then he, said, he says, if, when, uh, Then let them which are in Judea. Uh, where is Judea? Judea is the offskirts and outskirts of Jerusalem. You see what I'm saying? That's in the Holy Land. This is speaking to the Holy Land, the Holy People, the the Jew. He said, Flee to the mountains and let them which are in the midst of it depart out and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. In other words, God's got a plan for them. God's going to get them out of there and He's going to protect them. Chapter 24 is a little bit clearer and plainer than this is, but this is plain enough to me. Verse 22 said, For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be... What's that word? Fulfilled. Fulfilled. That means it's a promise. It means it's a prophecy. It means it has not been fulfilled yet. Every little word in this Bible is precious. It's not throw dinner to take up space. God wasn't writing a, a book report when He wrote the book. Amen. Then he said, verse 23, But woe unto them that are with child that's the same thing it says in Matthew 24 and to them that give suck in those days for there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people now catch these words as I'm coming down see everything is not going to be like most people are telling you today because they're not getting it from the Bible because I'm going to go into this get into Matthew and we're going to talk about the parables and the parables are all mixed up to the, to the average world today they're teaching them wrong those who wrote to the Jew concerning the kingdom of heaven. And we and I are not concerned about the kingdom of heaven. We are in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is for the Jewish people in the Jewish land. And it's called the millennium. Now, that's what we call it. Bible don't call it that. It calls it a thousand years. All right. But we're going a little bit further. We're going to look at that. Now, we are winning people to the kingdom of God. That's, That's the church. The church is the kingdom of God. The Jewish people and the kingdom of heaven is for those Jews that are looking for an earthly kingdom with a king. That's why they're praying for the Messiah. That's why they go to the Wailing Wall looking for the king to come. And we're going to tell you, were their statuses in just a little bit? And then in verse twenty-four, he says, "And they shall fall by the edge of the sword." That's violence. Verse number twenty-three: They have they'll be in great distress in the land, and wrath upon the people. Now, wrath is the vengeance of God. You certainly don't want God to be your enemy. Then he said that they'll fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be, what's that, trodden. They're going to be walked on. They're having This is not happening. It's happening today. It happened in previous days. Six million Jews. You'll see how this fits in just a little bit. Six million Jews killed by Hitler and all these folks trying to annihilate the Jew. What? Uh, what monstrosities all that was! What turbanies! You understand why the Jew feel? Yeah, go ahead. This is not talking about times of Nebuchadnezzar when he come in there and just took them all out. It started there. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go back to that in just a little bit. All right, we're heading the same direction. Okay, and it says, trodden down off uh, of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled." Who's in charge? Uh, these see the. The kingdom of heaven is, is an earthly kingdom. When you find that in the book of Matthew, all the way through, the kingdom of heaven. Matthew is the one that mentions it. It's, it's in the book of Matthew. Matthew uh, talks about it all the way through, and that, but it talks about it in other places too, referring to it. But we are finding that that is a kingdom on the earth. Who's ruling the, the kingdom of the earth, or the kingdoms of the earth? That That's right. God of the age, through different entities, religious systems. He owns it all, you know, judicial, everything. He owns all that. He's controlled. You want to tell who's running Washington? The God of this age. The Lord's not dwelling. Have you ever seen a time in the government in America has been ruled by God Himself? You have a bad king or a good king, and the good kings ain't as good as they ought to be. Right? So that's where we are. I'm trying to pinpoint today the reason I'm saying that, that uh, God don't have charge. He has charge of a lot of the church especially, He won't let the church go no further than uh, what He says and decrees out of the book. But we can't straighten it. if If we had charge and God had charge today, and uh, he's given us a, a job to do, and that is win souls. He ain't told the church to straighten out anything yet. He ain't told a preacher to straighten out anything. He just says preach. And our job is to try to preach to those who do not know God at all and see if they get saved and then they, through their godly lives, will change the world. And we ain't got enough of that yet. We got more preaching now than we've ever had and we're more wicked than we've ever been. So you see now the church is not going to... Start. We've got people preaching out there all the time that our job is to do... All. We're going to feed them food so they won't have no more hunger and starvation. We're going to give them clothes so they won't go cold. We're going to give them heat. That's what the government's doing. See, the God of this age is in charge. What's the church's job to do? Go into all parts of the world, preach, teach, and baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Right? That's our job. And uh, he didn't tell us to go out there and tell the drunkard quit uh, quit drinking. He didn't tell us to go down to the beer joint and say, all right, beer joint, shut down. Quit He knows that's not going to happen. Look at the millions that's been spent on the prohibition trying to get people to quit drinking. The laws that they passed to keep them from making liquor, all that stuff. And now the government owns all the liquor. That's what's happened. We're going in the wrong direction, ladies and gentlemen. And we've missed that. Churches have missed that. Our job is to print, publish, preach, and pray and witness. God didn't tell us to go straighten our lives out. I can can any of you in here straighten your children? Now you already got you can hear pretty good, you got little ones. But when they get teenagers, can you straighten them out? If anybody here done that, if you have, let me know. That's right. And they, they usually go the wrong way. Most of the time, they go the wrong way or are lenient on the good way. All right, we'll just keep it going. Now look what he says, and I'm going to show you this is not the coming of the Lord for the saints of God. This is a coming. He's talking about it. The end of Gentiles. Because he's done told about over here all they're going to do. But look at verse 25. We're still in Luke 21. I really wanted to get uh, a little farther already. Verse 25. And there shall be signs in the sun. Do we have that? Have you all seen any signs in the sun? Well, you'll recognize these signs. When it quits shining... Anybody ever seen the sun not come up in all your life? Yo, I know somebody said, "Yeah, it was cloudy yesterday all day, and I didn't see it at the time." I'm not talking about you know smart aleckism. That's what we got out there. Huh? Well, see, that's nothing. That's just what I'm talking about. That's natural. How many have seen it turn black and blood red? It's, it's actually the moon it said and in the moon and in the stars, how many have seen stars falling i don't tell me we've had shooting stars, yeah, yeah that's meteor. huh that's meteor. well, I've called them caught they're called but that's unnatural yeah. God put that out there. it's always done that, but have you seen anything it's or- uh, it's not ordinary, like a star's just have you ever seen a star fall down on the earth in front of you? No. I've heard the meteors doing it. And they've, they've seen it. But that's a natural phenomenon. That is. But the Bible said that the stars are just going to fall like figs off a tree. Now you say, I just can't understand. It and can't, I just can't comprehend. You don't have to comprehend it. Just wait. It's going to happen. You won't even be here anyhow. But it says... And upon the earth, now notice this, and upon the earth distress of nations. Now we're beginning to see some of that. But I don't believe we are seeing it like it's going to be here. Distress of nations. With perplexity. let's see if I can remember what that was told. I I, I got a little excerpt and, uh, and I tried to remember what it said and my memory is so poor if I don't write it down and I didn't and I wasn't in place I could but they got a, things that's going on and it there's one church that they locked a preacher up for because he preached to preach something is in the word of God and he's right what he preached they put him in jail because of it they're also working on that now in this new business they God that is there's certain things one of them is LGBT. If a preacher preaches on that, he goes to jail. That's in certain parts of the country that they're working on that now. I'm not talking about China. I'm talking about here in America. Over in China, there right now, I don't know where anybody's seen this or not, but if you don't keep up with the rules do what they tell you, they, they put you... At, you know what a pod is? These little pods that they bring out. They brought out thousands of them in, in China and if you don't honor what they say they put you in there and they weld a bar across it and you stay in there and let you out there once in a while to go get grocers or whatever you need to do and if you ain't earned enough points and no obey them enough the meat counter won't open for you you can't get certain things that's in China right now ladies and gentlemen All right. Uh, Missionaries on some of the fields right now are having trouble. All right. It says here, with perplexity. That word perplexity, I'll give it to you. I I know I got it wrote down somewhere. It's confusion, puzzlement, uh, uh, incomprehension. You can't understand it. That's what it says. And it says, the sea and the waves roar in men's hearts, failing them for fear. I would never, I've preached that for years. But I understand that more today than I did two years ago. I've never seen as much fear in the lives, I'd like to say only in the world. But I've seen more fear in the hearts of the saints of God in the last two years than I've ever seen. They don't know what's going on. We're in that business today. People don't know what's happening. And that, that's it. Men's hearts failing them for fear. You can die with fear. Heart stop. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. We don't have that right now. But one day we will. That's what it's coming to. Now this, this is Luke. It's told in Matthew. It's taught in the Old Testament. But nobody pays no attention to it. Till it gets the revelation. These are going to be things out there. These are not happening now. He's just telling us. He said, and then, and when you see all that, these men's hearts failing for this, and all this stuff that we just read, and then shall they see the Son of Man. We won't be here. The Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. He's talking to the Jews here. This is about the kingdom of heaven. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Now, that's pretty plain, isn't it? Now, I'm going to give you another place to go to, and we're going to look at those scriptures just for a minute. And the uh, reason I read just what I did there, that proves um, 1 Corinthians 15. I here I hear this and I'm answering a lot of questions as I go but they talk about is the church going to be called out and all that and there's two verses or two sections of scripture that says the saints of God are going to be called out the word rapture is not in the Bible so I get shot at by saying the rapture and the rapture and I, I'm talking about from God's people Look the word rapture up. I ain't going to use it no more. But the word "raptured" means caught out. Caught up. And I'm going to be preaching here shortly on that subject by itself, a sermon by itself. God doesn't give it to me, but there's two or three more ahead of it. It's amazing how God puts them in order for me. But now I'm looking here. In 1 Corinthians 15 verse 51. 1 Corinthians 15 51 said, Behold. Now remember who's writing. Paul the Apostle is writing to the uh, believers in Corinth in the first book. And we're we're seeing that. And uh, I pray that the Lord uh, will open our eyes. Behold, I show you a mystery. We already seen one a while ago, didn't we? Talked about a mystery of the times of the Gentiles. Remember that? Getting another mystery. It's not a mystery after you know about it, though. Behold, I show you a mystery. We, who's that we? I'd say it's the saints of God. That's what we are here. We, we're the saints of God. Or at least those who are saved are. And I hope everybody is. You say, huh? We're the church. We're the church. That's right. we're the call that was right yeah. he said we shall not all sleep the word sleep here is in reference to dying or death the Corinthian believers had some that already had died outstripped them and they're in question about where they went and what was going on with them and what's going to happen to them he said we shall not all sleep but we shall the next next word is all and I've studied that word all, and I found out it means all. (laughs) Shall uh, all be changed. Then he says how? In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Well, it says the last trump. Uh, on over well I know I've done oh, been through yeah. all that I'm <laughs> not going to get into that today either, okay. but I've done been through all the trumps okay. and, uh, uh, and and I'll be back on it again one day I just can't get all of it but, yeah. but let me just tell you, tell you that there was no sign in the sun there's no sign in the moon no sign in the stars No nothing of that on the earth so that's got to be a different ra- raising it is not The Lord putting His feet on the Mount of Olives and setting up a kingdom. This is not a kingdom. This is when He's coming for the saints of God on this earth. And if you can find that different, I'll accept it. I'd like to have it. All right. So that changed a lot of my preaching. Now we want to go to the Book of Thessalonians, First Thessalonians four thirteen. I just take the word of God, face value. Paul's not preaching to the Jews and the kingdom. He's preaching the grace of God to the church here. First Thessalonians chapter number four and verse number thirteen. We'll read more of this one. First Thessalonians chapter four and verse thirteen said, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. Who's the brethren? The church. We're believers. We're brothers and sisters. Concerning them which are asleep, that's those who went to the grave, that you saw or not, that's what you do when people die, even as others which have no hope. Death touches us all. Now these Thessalonian believers were trying to figure out what's going to happen to them. Verse 14, he said, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, do you? Amen, I do. Amen. Even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Where's, where's those that sleep with Jesus now? In the grave. Their bodies in the grave, their souls with the Lord. Yeah, amen. We know that from the Bible. Yeah. Now we can go and get, look them verses up. We have to see. Every, we're so ignorant in the days that we're living today that everybody's got to dot every little I and cross every little T because they're... And I get so tired of it. Let me tell you something. I've never seen it. Used to you'd say, Jesus Christ is alive and well. And people say, Hallelujah, Amen, Glory to God. And then when you get out of the pulpit, they'll say, But where's he at today? I said, He's at the right hand of the Father. Yes. Now you got to go back up and give another message. That's what you do now. But years ago, people knew more about their Bible than they do now. They was not involved in all this old junk of the world, and they studied. I read, I read after old men, hadn't done it in a long time because I just like my Bible better than anything, but they'll back in the 1800s, I've read sermons of preachers preaching, and I'm saying, how in the world did they know all that stuff? I tell you why they didn't have television and cars and all that kind of stuff. All they done is work, eat, and uh, studied. Mm-hmm. They taught their families. Right. They lived according to the word of God. Oh, that's what it says here. I need to line up with that. You had a lot of false teachers back then. You got a lot of you got more of them now than you've ever had. Right. Why the only thing is People in the church can't recognize a false preacher. Oh, he—I seen him down there doing this, and he's talking about how uh, how this all going and all what their churches are doing. Oh, I'm telling you right now, uh, uh, he's got two airplanes, he's got 14 churches, and he's got a he got a billion dollar business, um, a ministry. Glory to God! I'd like to be a great man like him, but he can't tell you how to get saved. You see that, don't you? Yes. Yonder, when I was just a little boy, Daddy went out and got an old television, brought it in there, bought a new television, and us boys got to watching that thing. And uh, you know, the thing that stuck with me ever since we had that television, I've never told this in any congregation or any group of people, not even my own family. But they had a feller come on there. And his name was Oral Roberts. And he had a healing program. And he'd come in there and he'd lay his hand And he'd do all this. And and they'd get up and walk around and all things. And I looked at that and I thought, what a great man. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know God. He scared me. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, the devil, can he does the same things. Amen. And he didn't turn out too well down the road. He could heal everybody on that TV screen that day. But if you've been that good a healer, why didn't you go to the hospitals and clean them out? Right. That's so true. The old lady come walking me. <laughs> Y'all heard me tell this part of that. I was on the roof trying to build a church. We was putting down the boards and getting getting sealed up on the roof. And this old lady come driving in. she is a kind of a dignified lady. We're going to walk in the barn. She said, who's the pastor? And I said, It's me. She said, can I speak to you? I said, yes, ma'am. Well, I thought she had a problem. She come down. I mean, I come down off the ladder, got down there, and she says, you know, said, there's got a fellow that's got a, a great need to do, and he he's trying to build a hospital. And said, uh, uh, he, he's trying to raise money. And I thought maybe y'all would like to help here because uh, y'all in the same work as he's in. And I said, ma'am, who is it? She said, Oral Roberts. I looked at her and I says, Hey, he needs to donate money to us. He's, he's a deceiver. Well, she turned around and went back to the car. But that's all I had to say. But I'm telling you, somebody said, I wouldn't do that. Touch not mine anointing. I wouldn't. I leave my mouth off of anybody that I think has got a, uh, any inclination that they've got a calling and they're doing a work. But I don't mind saying what I need to say about somebody that I know is a hireling. Right. Amen. I wouldn't even want to buy them a cup of coffee. I probably would. I don't think you'll mistreat anybody. But don't think you to pat them on the back for doing bad either. All that'll get washed out, ladies and gentlemen, down the road. Give it—give it about a hundred years. If you didn't agree with that, you come back and talk to me when we get on the other side. All right. Now look at First Thessalonians again. He said, "For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and we do, even so them also which sleep in Jesus." Amen sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. He's going to bring those back. So what he's telling us when this particular thing takes place out of 1 Thessalonians now you've got to figure out if you've got it right when it's happening. Then what's going to happen is here the Lord's going to bring them back with him. Where are they? They're in the grave. The body is. And their soul's in heaven. So he's going to bring their soul back from heaven. He's going to bring them back. Now, I don't understand that. I can't comprehend that, but I can believe that because who said it? Yeah. It's, 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 it's soul is a spiritual body. That's spiritual. right. That's right. And the and in the, the and the grave is the, is the physical body. That's where it's at. Yes. Dust. You don't ever need the human body no more. Well, that's right. Uh, but what happens? He's going to change that body, so I, I he'll he'll raise that body. Huh. Spiritual body. But he's going to do something with that body to make a new body out of that. Yeah. It's, it's not. <laughs> no, I won't agree with that. I uh, I believe that soul will unite that body, and they'll come out and then the body. Well, okay. Let me let me ask. Yes, let me give back to something else. We uh, were back in First Corinthians. I'm going to follow the scriptures, huh? We're going to be as we were done. Well, let's go back. He he's right about spiritual body spiritual body is a soul and the spirit, and it goes to be with the Lord. The body goes back to the ground. But look here. Here's the thought. In verse 51 of 1 Corinthians and verse chapter 15, behold, I show you a mystery. Now, this is a mystery. That's why people have a problem with it. We shall not all sleep. That's us. But we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible There they are that's the ones that saves in the grave I feel like the well show me the scripture <laughs> uh, that was first corinthians 15 fifty uh, 52. Look at this. In a moment, like that. In a twinkling, eye, that's faster than a bat. It ain't faster than a bat that flies. It's faster than batting the eye. Now that's talking about the last trump. Well, where does it say the last trump right there? That, that same verse. Not miss I read fifty-one. That's what. That's what 52, 52, 52, 52. Yeah, but I went back and read fifty-one. In a moment. In the twinkling of an eye yeah. at the last trump. Yeah. That's the trump. Yeah. That's the last trump. be where's a there's not another trump after that. Uh, could it be a, a, a the last trump there won't be a last trump. He's coming to the earth to set up his kingdom on the earth. You understand? Mm-hmm. He'll set up his kingdom on the earth. There won't be a trump. Them Jews Jews are already here. He won't have to raise them from the dead. Okay. but So we see, this is the last trump. He said, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. To do that, he's got to have a body. And I know he's talking about this, but he's also talking about those who died in the Lord. That's what he said. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. Now, the believers are uh, that are here, they're not dead. But some have. I've got some friends and loved ones and all that that's already dead. They're the, This is where they're going to come out of the grave. Uh, these are going to come out of the grave. Actually will. There's a resurrection. A resurrection is coming out of the grave every time. So I look at that and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. So I, 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 I take it for what it is. Right there on the spot. Right there, on, That's absolutely right. In a moment. In a twinkling of an eye. Gone. Amen. You said I'm going to tell sometimes, somebody sometimes I say see you here there in the air and when I see you I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you, uh, I told you all this is going to happen. <laughs> now, that's not so. That's, that's dealsology. Because the Bible tells me so quick, I ain't going to have time to talk about it. We all arrive at the same spot, same time. So that's where I preach. And this is the church. Now, let's go back to Thessalonians. I got off on, on that. Let's look at Thessalonians again because this is important. If you don't get this, you're not going to get the rest of what I'm teaching today. Uh, we're talking about the church at the present time. We're not talking about the Jew. we was talking about the Jew a while ago. We want to go back to talking about the Jew and the kingdom of heaven. Now, let's go back to verse 14. And I've done it already. I think it's be three times. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep, Those that's the ones that have died in the Lord sleep in Jesus, if they're in Jesus they're saved, will God bring with him, he's going to bring their souls and spirits back, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive, that's us and remain on this earth unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent we're not going to get ahead of them we're not going to stop them they're coming out first which are asleep. We're not going to prevent them which are asleep. We're not going to have... Nothing to do. When this happens, the trumpet sounds, at the last trump, when the trumpet sounds, what's going to happen? These are coming out. See, what's happening, people are getting it confused with the people that are on the earth in the church. The church is a different thing than the Jewish kingdom. And if you don't separate those two, you have them both together. And if you mix the church and the Jews together, you are in trouble. You'll be so confused, you'll be out of it. And that's what happened to the Jews. They were out of it. I just want to prove that just in a little bit. I don't care what somebody else thinks. I'm just going to take him at what the Word says. All right. Now we're going on. For the Lord himself, verse 16, shall descend from heaven with a shout. I ain't never heard the Lord shout. I've heard him say, come forth, those things, but I ain't seen him with this shout. With the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. Now here this is that same last trump. That's what this is. First Corinthians says it's the last trump, but this just says it's the trump of God, and the dead in Christ, that's you and I, if it happened today, right? shall, I mean, not us, but the ones we've sent on. Our, our, let me back up. I don't want to confuse you. He said, and the and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ, that's the born-again people that have di- died and outstripped us, our loved ones that we've planted in the cemetery, shall rise first. They're coming out first. Because it says up there, uh, uh That he's he's bringing them with him. He said in verse 16, The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. That's those he's bringing with him. Then we which are alive and remain shall be, what's that word? Caught up together with them in the clouds. Where we're going, he's coming in the the clouds. He's not even going to put his feet on the Mount of Olives here. He's not going to touch the earth when He comes to get these are dead in Christ. To meet the Lord, where? In the air. He's not going to meet them on the earth. He's going to meet them in the air. A plane, isn't it? And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Somebody said, are we going to be with the Lord here and there? He said, so shall we ever be with the Lord. So when the church is called out right here, made up of born-again believers of the Jews and the Gentiles, He's going to call us all up together. Those is in the grave; those that's not in the grave. And He said, "Wherefore comfort one another with these words." So when you bury somebody, you're saying, "I'll see you so long." I drive by the cemetery all the time when we're young, and I say, "Well, Audrey, I'll see you in the morning." He said, "When's that? Resurrection morning. When they all get up." Amen. all right the Lord will give a shout with the voice of the ark. He's going to help you. He's going to help you. Uh, Archangel. I suppose that's, it don't say it. I don't have no Bible on it. But I suppose it's going to be Gabriel. Because Gabriel's the one that usually announces everything. It's not. I don't have no scripture on that. Do not have no scripture on that. But that's dealsology. I don't mind telling you it's deals if I, I'm not sure of it. But if I know it's there... Now, I just keep hanging on to it that's what my if I if I was here let me just show something in that I hadn't never thought of the Holy Spirit if I if I was preaching today that and you lost your loved one or something or a son or a daughter that's hard to do to those children because that's not a natural thing but uh, I suppose uh, I was burying one of them and I'm saying the last words well you know what I hate to tell you but we don't know what's going to happen we don't have nothing on it God didn't give us no insurance on it to know what's going on I hope you see your loved one again maybe you will what kind of comfort is that going to be to you God give us this right here so that we can comfort one another if you thought you was losing your loved one and you never see him again that's not too good Unless you just didn't like them when they left. <laughs> Ain't that right? You go over to touch a mother, tap her on the back and said, you know, you've seen them for the last time probably. That's what I don't Either. understand. So if we're known as we're known, are we going to know all the bad things too? No, ma'am. Because we won't be happy if we're like That's right. Heaven wouldn't be heaven if I could remember that deal you run over me down yonder in, on the earth. And the money you beat me out of and all that. Heaven would be huh? <laughs> all that will be gone. All that will be gone. That's right. There won't be no bad thought. In glory. Right. Well, now, oh. it's a more of a statement. Isn't that important, though, because if there's nothing left, when you get there. Some people, I mean, that's why you need righteous living, you need to obey the word of God. Because if if none of the bad stuff, simple stuff, none of that can make it. That's right. Then you might not have anything left. That's right. Now, if you're saved, the only thing that will keep you out of heaven is not receiving the Lord Jesus Christ and rejecting Jesus and walking and trampling the blood of God over you, under your feet. And refusing him That's where the Jews are right now But God has got For a child of God If he's been saved and don't live righteous God don't make That is not thats not a thing that you have to do To get to heaven one, one thing is also going to get you to heaven And that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ His death, burial and resurrection That's the only thing that will get you to heaven And that's the only thing that will keep you out of heaven Alright Now suppose I've never been taught anything in the scriptures, never been taught anything in the church. Preachers have never dealt with me about uh, things of life and all of us have habits so like we've got to today in our church. You can't tell the difference between church folks and, and uh, world people. Church people cuss just like the world people do. They shouldn't, but they do. They do and live just like uh, you find everything in the church that you can find in the world and you can find everything in the, in the world pertaining to the church that you can find in the church. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy mixed up world. Nobody wants to obey the, the Word of God. We, none of us in this building, anybody in this world, nobody, just like our kids that we've all raised, they didn't want to obey us and we don't want to obey God. We all have a streak of rebellion. We don't like to be told what to do or how to do it. We've got our own ideas about what righteousness is and our own standards. Now, we're off the subject, but did that answer your question? So what's happened, when we get to heaven, God's going to do something here that none of us are paying much attention to, and preachers don't preach it much. I hammer on it as best I can sometimes. and That is, we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and we're going to give an account for what we have done. Our righteousness will be taken into consideration. What we've done, not to save us, not to keep us saved, but we're going to have to give an account for it. And if it's been wrong, bad, our works are going to be burned up like wood, hay, and stubble, and there'll be no reward for us. He said, "We supposed to get rewards? That's what we do that for." We're working today to get some rewards. What's the rewards? Crowns that we can give Christ. There's five of them. We give Christ uh, those crowns, crown him King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I think I've gone a little bit too far. Amen. I'm going to stop it right there.